You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I can only say that it feels right. It feels right. It feels right. Yeah, I can only say that it feels right. Welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Names Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Reitke, here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, bud? Not much, man. I went uh, kayaking on uh, Saturday. That was really fun. I would highly recommend it. I am sore. Um, Very sore. Probably muscles you have not used. Yeah, yeah, not really. I went kayaking uh, yesterday, and then I went climbing today, so I'm going to feel pretty bad tomorrow, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's good. It felt good to, after like several, several weekends of nothing but painting and doing house stuff it felt kind of good to get out and do some like normal activities again. yeah nice so nice to yeah go. we're doing good how you doing good man um i was at a like my family threw me like a little mini bachelor party yesterday oh, so cool. um i've certainly felt better um you know like <laughs> I, i'm not like I'm, i might be at like 72 percent today but um no it's a lot of fun um before we get into the podcast we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. um I know the the Olympics are over um, or they're nearing an end. I don't know if today's the last day we're recording this on a Sunday, yeah. but um, they're, they're still doing free pools over at DraftKings. So um, they're so much fun and it's just a way to um, make money without having to spend any money, which is right, always you what you want. And guess what? Like we're a month away from football starting. So um, download the top rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you signed up to get free shot of up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the Olympics, which they're over, but also um, free cash pools throughout pretty much every sport that they have. Uh, head to DraftKings pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Then we want to sh- uh, shout out our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards over in Bloomington and in... Um, Little, uh, Canada. little Canada, yep. Um, or head to threestarsportscards.com. They're they're all over uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram as well. They they show off customers' hits. Um, I was just there today. Got a bunch of equipment, and we actually Julian and I just got done ripping two packs of. Um, one was elite, and one was clearly uh, Donner's clearly or clearly Donner's. Um, yeah, we'll give you a we'll give you a guess at how well it went, and and our you know what, hint it, is that it, it went similarly to last time, but it could have been worse. We got some decent cards, but yeah, I had to. It, it has been worse. It has yeah. been worse on this show. Yeah, um, 
so that was fun. Yeah, and I just picked up a bunch really of graded, card, yeah. graded cards from there, and I'm um, it's like 130 bucks to get graded, and I have like at least two or three cards that are probably worth like 150 each. So um, we made money today. Um, all right, let's break down. Um, last week we did Western Conference winners from free agency and one loser. Today we're going to do Eastern Conference, but first, um, there's really not much for Timberwolves news. Um, the one thing that caught my eye was there was a story from John Krasinski out of the Athletic where. Uh, Gersten Rosas and Chris Finch basically said that they're going to stick with um, continuity and like signing the next signings will probably be Jared Vanderbilt and McLaughlin, um, which are two fine players. But um, Julian, continuity <laughs> for a team that's not very good is oh troubling. Oh my god, I I don't get it, man. I I do not get it. I don't understand how. I don't, I don't know this is Gerson trying to keep his job and trying to kind of do some revisionist history on last year to try and persuade us that it was actually a good season. Yeah. Uh, continuity, that is just like not what you want. Continuity for a, for a bad team is a bad thing. You want to like, I don't know, man. I get that people think that the Wolves underperformed, but if the Wolves front office is really – talk themselves into the idea that this team is actually good and they don't need to do anything. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I thought it was just kind of funny. Like if you would have said we're kind of strapped here, we don't really have much to do for moves. Like we're looking into the trade market as much as we can, blah, blah, blah. Any might've, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, just interesting continuity for a team that has sucked kind of forever. Now, now you want to hear, um, but we'll see if there's any moves. And also I like, Bring back Vanderbilt and McLaughlin. Like I yeah, don't, sure. I don't mind that. Those, those are no, fine moves. They it just do that. Yeah, it just seems like maybe like continuity is not something you want to continue um, when you have such a shitty team. Um, all right, let's get into the um, Eastern Conference. Uh, Julie and I picked three winners um, and one loser, but uh, overall, uh, my my main winner was the Chicago Bulls. Um, and I don't think they're going to be up in that like echelon of like the Nets and the Bucks, but for a team that's been like the weird, like I think last year they they finished eleventh in the East, mm-hmm. um, just kind of running the outside of that like playing bubble. They have Zach Levine. We know he's good. The Vucevic move didn't quite work out the way they wanted it to, but they'll, they'll have a, like a full off season and whatever to get him acclimated. Um, but then they 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 the big move is getting Lonzo Ball. So you give Zach Levine a playmaking running mate, um, which is this seems like really bad news for Kobe White, who I think like we were kind of up and down on, and we didn't really know if he was good or not. Because then the team also did a sign and trade with the Spurs to get Demar Derozan, and while I'm not so high on that move, um, I think it's like a three-year, eighty-five or ninety million dollar yeah. deal. Um, like that, that seemed like a little much to me for. DeRozan, but also like now you suddenly look and you have Ball, Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic, and um, I like I don't and and you got Caruso and you got like Kobe White coming off the bench. Like I don't hate that team. Patrick no, Williams. Th- this team's gonna be good. Um, I it is it was a little tough because it doesn't seem like they have very much flexibility, and this is not a championship team. So I mean, it seems like yeah. You know, like maybe this is not like if you're a Bulls fan, maybe you want them to go for it a little bit more or it's kind of leave something in the tank so that if they mm-hmm. can get like an actual superstar, they can. Although the DeRozan money, you know, 
in a couple of years, like if you need to match salaries to trade for like a legitimate superstar, maybe that could work. Um, the Lonzo Ball deal is good. I think yeah. I thought I, that it seemed like a pretty reasonable number. I agree, and I like I think Lonzo Ball is like pretty underrated. So yeah, um, totally. So I think they're going to be good. They're definitely going to be good. Um, they didn't give up very much for DeRozan, so that's good. I know it was a sign and trade, but I was kind of. I think we talked about last week how the Spurs, you know, it was good of them to move to Rosen, but maybe they didn't get as much as they could have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The Bulls, it's tough. I'm not going to, I don't want to discredit the importance of a team being decent, especially when a team has been bad for a really long time. Like, and, you know, especially the Bulls, like this is a, kind of a historic franchise. Yeah. And so for them to be relevant again is a win um, for the NBA and for the organization. I don't think they're winning a championship with this roster, but as much as we say like a championship is always the goal, it's not always the goal. So, so I think that the bulls being relevant and good and probably a playoff team is a, is a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think some of it too, is like, make sure that you show Zach Levine that you're investing in pieces around him. Cause I mm-hmm. think he was like nearing the last year of his deal and they're trying to get a contract point. extension done. So, um, and yeah, you nailed it though. I think like the DeRozan thing is like, yeah, he hopefully helps, but, also, like on the last year of his deal, like maybe you can move him because I look at like the the Bulls and the Pelicans and like kind of like they're two teams that are in like similar spots where you have like young and fun players, but you like you you kind of have underperformed, and the Bulls are actually getting like decent players, and the Pelicans are just kind of like grasping at anything they can get. Like they just give up, and we'll get into uh, this a little bit, but they gave up a first round pick to get like Devonte Graham. Um, which just seemed like really weird. And then you're going to lose Alonzo ball. It didn't seem like they put much of an effort in to get, mm-hmm. to keep ball. Cause he was a restricted free agent. So they certainly could have. So that was weird to me. Um, like, I think I'd rather have Lonzo ball for, th- you know, four years, 80 million, than have Devonte Graham for like four years, 50 million. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's just me. I like, I, yeah, I like those moves. Um, my second team on the list is the Brooklyn nets. So they're bringing everybody back pretty much. Uh, Blake Griffin is coming back. And, like, we'll see if LaMarcus Aldridge, who retired midway through, like, he got bought out by the Spurs, and then he played yeah. for the Nets. And I had some good games, and then he had a heart condition. And he there's reports saying he wants to maybe come back. And, like, we'll see if the Nets make sense. I don't know where they are as far as, like, cap space. Um, they keep Bruce Brown as well. And then, like, the move that I really liked was getting Patty Mills for a two-year $12 million. I thought Great that was – yeah, I thought like just adding some some depth and some shooting because when we were watching when in, in right and hopefully you're not in the Eastern Conference Finals and Kyrie and Harden are both out or you know Harden was playing but he was just so limited um, where you were literally looking for anybody but Kevin Durant to try to make a shot or create offense and like Patty Mills is a he's not a bona fide superstar but he's a guy that has made huge buckets throughout his career. He can um, do that. He's yeah. not afraid of the moment. He's a fantastic locker room guy. He's really he'll really get along well with those guys. Um, and also, yeah, if Kyrie's out, like or Harden's out, you can play Patty Mills at the one or the two and feel pretty good about it. Um, I I think I I thought that yeah I think that was maybe my favorite move of the offseason. Yeah, it just I, makes so much sense. Yeah, just a sneaky and you know sneaky good signing. And I think you go into next year and they're probably the favorites. Um, and you know I don't even know like. I don't know if it's worth saying, but if they have Patty Mills in that series against the Bucks, like, do they win? I don't know. Like, maybe we're giving too much credit for to to P- Patty Mills, but like, he he was really good. And let's like Joe Harris is a good player too, but he couldn't make a thing in that series. So you wonder if 
having like another guy like I mean, Mills. we also just watched Patty Mills do really well in the Olympics and kind of carry that Australian team to their first ever medal, which is not yeah. nothing, you know? So it's something, certainly. Yeah, I, I think uh I think yeah, I think it's a great signing. Yeah, I do too. Um so I like the I like the Nets. Um and then the last team, um, what's the Hornets like this is more of like a sneaky um they didn't like do anything huge. They got Kelly Oubre, which I, I like that signing. Mm-hmm. Um and then they, they lo- lose Devontae Graham, but instead of overpaying they end up getting a somehow getting a 2022 uh, like protected first round pick from the Pelicans, yep. which uh, if you're able to capitalize on another team overpaying for a player that you might not want, like that sounds great. Um, but I like the slow build. Like the slow build is kind mm-hmm. of fun, where you have Lamelo and you're getting young pieces around him, but you're not panicking like the Pelicans did, and honestly, like the Wolves did two years ago, and they mm-hmm. you know they they went to go get Jimmy Butler and. Like he's great, but then you're just getting the eighth seed, and then everything kind of fell apart. So, um, so much I, flexibility in Charlotte. Yeah, yep. yeah, I really like that team. And uh, Gordon Hayward, hopefully he comes back healthy. But I mean, you look and you get like, okay, you, you know, you got Lamelo and and Hayward and and Ubre and um, a bunch of young guys that I really like. So, um, yeah, that's that they're an exciting team, and I think, um, yeah, and like yeah, the thing perfect. is. Perfect time to sign Uber, right? Because because it looked like he was kind of he was good in Washington and he was really good in Phoenix and kind of had a bit of a breakout and then um, was not very good last year on the Warriors. So this seems like a perfect spot for him to kind of rebuild his. Uh, you know, he'll get some playing time. He'll get to kind of work his way back, and at the same time, they're not paying as much as they would have if they had signed him a year earlier, right? So I think uh, I think it's a really good fit. I completely agree. No, yeah, I, I, I like that. And I think we talk about Charlotte and like Minnesota, right? And some of these like small market teams, but that can all get switched real quickly. And we've seen it with Milwaukee, where if you have a guy people want to play with, and I saw George Hill just, it looks like he just took a kind of a discount to sign back with the Bucks. Um, and like you're going to get young players that want to play with Lamelo, uh, or sorry, with uh, Lonzo. No, Lamelo. Lamelo, yeah. Yep. Um, and I think we're going to start to see that and where, you know, same with Dallas and Luca, like you're going to get players that want to be around really good players and then like figure it out as you go. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a positive too. Uh, all right. Our loser and this, this podcast is going to be relatively quick. It looks like, but, um, the, the loser I have is the, the Celtics and it seems, and I guess I'd, I'd rather have them do what they're doing, which is pretty much nothing than overpay for players and whatever. But so they, they, they swap Kemba for Al Horford and they had to give up a first round pick for it. So that's probably an upgrade because Kemba just literally couldn't play. Um, he's going to go to the the Knicks. Um, but you know, they, they, they have the same core and you have Tatum and Brown who you really like. And then, then after that, like Robert Williams is a nice piece. Uh, you just have a bunch of guys that you don't really know about, which is kind of been the story for the Celtics yeah. the last three years. And who's going to play defense? Um, also, y- <laughs> you could have had Horford when he was younger <laughs> and not gotten Kemba. And I understand that that move to get Kemba makes sense uh, when, when they did it and it didn't work out. And I actually don't mind the Kemba signing to the Knicks along with Fournier. Um, I think they had a decent offseason. But at the same yeah. time, yeah, like it just feels like they're, I know Horford is beloved in Boston, but it just feels like they're kind of going back to what they were a couple of years ago, and that didn't really work either. 
and they have fewer assets around fewer assets to work with and fewer pieces around those guys. So I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't really get it. Um, they're it gonna seems have, they're going to have to score a lot of points because, because their defense is going to be bad. Yeah. It seems like they, um, but it seems like they're waiting for a bigger move, you know, and whether like whoever that yeah. is, like, I don't know, like if it's like the Bradley Beal thing or waiting for Damian Lillard or somebody to become available where you can like give up, you know, Marcus smart salary plus, you know, Jalen Brown, if you have to, to get right, Damian well, Lillard right. or whatever. Like, it feels like they're just like waiting because you, and if that's the case, then, you know, then they win, right? Because instead of like tying yourself down to assets on like three year deals where you're stuck with these guys, you're like, you know, you just, you know, if you have the same guys back and you're not tying yourself down and keeping your options open, even if you're not going to win this year, I guess maybe that makes sense. And, um, I mean, yeah, I it really, it really seems like the Celtics don't want to move Tatum, which makes sense. Um, I mean, they have no reason to move Tatum, and then it really seems like they don't really want to move Jalen Brown either, right? So this is kind of yeah. where I have the question, though, for for when you're thinking about flexibility to get a big player. Like, if you were trading with a team that has Jalen Brown, you're going to want him in the deal, yeah. Um, and then at, at that point, like, if you're losing Brown and replacing him with like a bona fide superstar who's, you know. Jalen Brown's good. He's, you know, anybody you're trading for is probably like 20, 30% better than him at top. Yeah. You know, and so then it's kind of like, well, you're still thin. You still can't play defense, probably, unless you're trading for like Giannis, which is not happening. Um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I get the, I get the flexibility. I get the kind of keeping yourself open, but I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I just don't really get it. I don't really know what the plan is, but I'm sure, uh, you know, basketball genius Brad Stevens has it all figured out. He's, he's, yep, he'll, he'll figure it out. Um, all right. Well, Julian, uh, we'll, we'll get another podcast up before Thursday. I'm gone over yeah. the weekend. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about something. But yeah, if we, we, like I said, we opened two packs of cards and I showed off some of my PSA returns. Um, if you want to go check out our YouTube, uh, channel, it's just 10,000 layups. Uh, subscribe. That'd be nice. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, uh, th- again, thanks for listening. Um, as always, like we've had so much fun doing this and, um, we're excited for real basketball to start again. Summer, you know, summer leagues here um, as well. Um, but yeah, we're excited, and, and hopefully next time we talk, maybe there's like a, even a minor move from the Wolves we can yeah. dissect. But um, all right, Julian, hopefully you're not as sore tomorrow, um, but it seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll I'll talk to you next time. Cool. Later, guys.